You're listening to Love Wreck on Oh So Dope. I'm every woman. I guess you could call this next man my what if guy. You know the type. If you've watched Insecure, you know Daniel was Issa's what if guy. So he was someone for me that was always around, but the timing was just off. We meshed so well and he never made his romantic interest in me questionable. Questionable. His phone calls were always consistent, and whenever we did see each other, it was nothing but laughter and good times. So when the opportunity presented itself to explore a relationship, he was there ready and willing, and we kind of just fell into it. At this point, we already had a friendship of about two to three years, and it made the transition into the relationship really, really easy. The first few months were a breeze. Everything was on point, and I was like, I was happy. Then red flags popped up everywhere. How was it that I had such a close relationship with this guy, but I knew so little about him? He would disappear for days at a time. And listen, I'm no high maintenance woman. Like, I don't need to be talking to you all day, every day, seeing you all the time. But like this, it it just it made me so confused. He would disappear for days at a time and then pop back up. So he would often go to work and he was super vague about his employer. To this day, I still have no clue what he did for a living. Now that I think about it, maybe he was a drug dealer. Needless to say, after a few months of this majorly inconsistent behavior, I wanted to part ways. By this point, I wasn't even salty. I honestly, I just wanted to call the relationship quits and go our separate ways. But he was not down. So nowadays, the concept of a breakup wouldn't even really be a topic of discussion like I wouldn't I wouldn't barter with someone back and forth but back then he was not trying to hear it so I called him and calmly asked him hey can we break up I told him how I was feeling and that I didn't want to continue and he said no simple and plain he was just like no he had spent literal years chasing me and was not about to let me go that easily So with promises of changed behavior and an agreement for better communication, I foolishly agreed to stay. This pattern would continue for the next few months. (sighs) Whenever I would suggest breaking up, he would counter with comments like, okay, well, I'll show up at your house when you least expect it, or I know where you work. I have no clue why I wasn't scared at all. And I never told anyone about these comments. I didn't think it was important. Ladies, do not let this be you. So fed up and wanting to leave, I needed to devise a plan. I hit up my girl and we came up with a genius idea to catfish him. So have him build an entire online relationship with some phantom woman and then orchestrate a fake investigation and hit him with screenshots of his lying, cheating ways. Men are so dumb. I'm sorry. Men are so dumb. So easy. So this operation was live and in action in less than 24 hours. With a fake social media profile and a burner phone, we managed to breach my whack-ass relationship with ease. It was actually hilarious to me going back and forth with this man, my man, over text while pretending to be someone else. Also, he never even asked for proof of identity or anything. So goofy. The next goal was to collect incriminating evidence that I could bring back to him to serve as a declaration of why our relationship could not move forward. There was simply no trust at all. Simply no trust. This was a great plan and I could not be stopped. Once I had all the goods, I confronted him. 
Fun fact, I'm one of those geeks who does improv professionally. So it was nothing, and I mean nothing, to act the part I did not break character once. He never suspected that this woman was fake or that he actually planned to cheat on me with me. So he was caught off guard, completely tongue-tied. All that energy he used to fight for our relationship, he suddenly it suddenly vanished. It disappeared. Now that I think about it, maybe he had plans with hooking up with this online girl and just jumping ship seamlessly into another relationship. Sucks for him. He lost two women that night. Deactivates catfish account and laughs hysterically. Okay, let's reflect. It's funny that I felt that breaking up was something that was to be negotiated. Also, you can know someone and completely not know them at the same time. Never would I guess that this man who had pined over me for years would disrespect and intimidate me. I'm glad that nothing wild happened, that, you know, he never acted on his threats. Some women aren't as lucky. Beware of these obsessive and controlling ones. It might seem cute at the beginning, but it's not worth it. This next story I call playing with my life. It's always refreshing when you meet someone the old fashioned way. Sans assistance of social media or online dating apps, these circumstances are few and far between and must be handled with the utmost care. Let me preface this with the fact that I love a man who's good with his hands, like a real manly man. So I was in the parking lot of Yorkdale Mall. I'd made the trek there just to pick up two slices of cheesecake from the takeout. Yes, both slices were for me. It was a snowstorm outside and my windshield wipers were worn down to the plastic and needed to be replaced immediately. I consider myself a pretty handy and capable woman, but windshield wipers I've just never gotten the hang of. I was dreading going back to my car and I had actually picked up the windshield wipers earlier that day with the intention of having them installed by my mechanic. Um, But with the weather, it honestly couldn't wait. Heading back to my car, cheesecake in hand, I decided that I would watch a few YouTube tutorials and surely the installation would be a breeze. So I watched about two or three videos and then I was confident that I could get the job done. I unlatched the original wipers. Uh, That's the easy part. But hooking on the new ones, oh baby, I struggled for 10 to 15 minutes in the freezing cold. My fingers were numb. I was upset with myself for even trying. I was like, you know what? You should have just left them on and weathered the storm. It was rush hour and traffic was nasty and the weather was nastier. I swear to you, I am not lying about this next part. It's going to sound like it's straight out of a cheesy chick flick. So this black pickup, it reverse parks into the spot directly in front of me and outsteps this Adonis. He was like six foot four, pronounced jawline, a man bun, which I normally don't like, but he was working it. Buttery pecan colored skin, girl. Before I could wipe the drool from my chin, he was already making his way over. Quick, act natural, I said in my mind. So, I did what any normal woman would do. I acted like I didn't see him. He called for my attention, asking if I needed help. I crumbled with relief and said, yes, please, through my shivering lips. I handed over the pieces. He suggested that I wait in the car to keep warm, informing me that it would only take about five minutes. Those next five minutes were stressful AF. I had to concoct an entire plan. Luckily, he wasn't wearing gloves, so I could see that he had no wedding ring. But that didn't mean we were in the clear. He could still have a girlfriend, right? Before I solidified my strategy, he opened my passenger side door and asked if he could sit. 
serial killers aren't this handsome. So I said yes. Before I could move the two slices of cheesecake, he picked them up himself and held them on his lap. I asked if I could e-transfer him some money for his troubles. He quickly declined and playfully suggested that I pay him with a slice of the cheesecake. I had to to determine now what was worth more, a guaranteed slice of Oreo cheesecake or potential D. I guess he could see the wheels turning in my head and he was just like, unless one of these slices is for your man. So I lied to him, obviously, and I told him it was for a friend, really for myself. So I'll spare you the details. One thing led to another and we ended up connecting on social media. His profile checked out. He wasn't super active, maybe like five or six posts, no selfies, a man of mystery. I love it. That same night, I got a DM. He dropped me the digits. I gave in, sent a text message right away. The first red flag was a green bubble, but we all make mistakes. Sorry, Android users. He invited me over for an impromptu chill sesh. Normally, I would never, ever do things like this. This man was a stranger, okay? But I felt like living on the edge of this night. So I packed up the two slices of cheesecake and I hopped in my Toyota. Did I have a moment in the car like this guy could be a murderer? Like what if he's a freak? Yes, but I followed my gut over my better judgment and I'm here to tell the tale. So his place was immaculate. Clean bathroom, a full bed frame with a head with a headboard, complete towel set. I mean, everything checked out. We chatted for a little bit and it was like I had known him for ages. Things were comfortable and easy. At this moment, I faced another ultimatum. Was I first to indulge in this cake or this sexy man? I don't know about you, but like when I eat a lot of cake or sweets, I don't feel my sec- my sexiest. So I was rudely abrupted, taken out of my trance by the sound of plastic takeout containers being opened. I guess we were eating cheesecake first. Would fate be on my side? We're about to find out. So he asked what I wanted to watch while we ate the cake. Not that cake, you nasty. Of course, I chose crime shows, which naturally put me on edge. Instantly, like I was just like, what am I doing here in this stranger's house? Who told me that this was the move? This was the thing to do. So I promised the universe that I would be more careful with my life. And suddenly I was just like searching for clues. Any reason to leave. I was like, if I see one thing that's wrong, I'm gonna get out of here. So as the show was winding down, he began inching closer to me. I meet it and beat it. I had never done this before. I needed to think this through. I was actually like really nervous. So I was longing for a sign to shepherd my discernment. Then he started playing music to set the mood, quote unquote. NBA Youngboy. He chose NBA Youngboy, which stands for Never Broke Again Youngboy, which is like some trap rap, like it's not great. So at first I thought that maybe it was a mistake, but it wasn't. He was not trolling me. I took this as my sign, actually. So I texted my girl for that fake emergency call. We all know, you know, it happens. And I got out of there with a quickness. Did I overreact? Maybe. Did I dodge a bullet? Probably. But I listened to my intuition. Okay, let's reflect on this story. So this was the moment that I realized my bar was on the floor. Like he just changed my windshield wipers. Like that's all. Sometimes we're impressed with the absolute bare minimum. Like when a guy opens your car door, like pulls out your chair, does something that, you know, he's supposed to do. 
So it's never too late to adjust your standards or like reassess them. Standards are so important. There are times that I feel like my standards are too high or too shallow, or maybe my standards are working against me to block my blessings. But today, this train of thought stops. I'm not afraid to say that I'll only consider men who are at least five foot ten, or men who are established in their career, or men who pick up the bill on the first date unapologetically. Boom. This next story is called California Love, and I want to say this is probably one of my favorite stories in this book. Okay. Can I say that I'm most excited to write about this upcoming story? Even thinking about it brings a smile to my face. Unlike the other anecdotes before and after this one, I have nothing bad to say. It was like straight out of a fairy tale, only 2,171 miles from home. So I was so excited to travel to LA for my birthday. I felt the most like myself. I was so secure at this time. The day after landing, I decided to go to the local uh, car rental shop because public transportation in California just is not a thing. I was staying in Pasadena and I wanted to live out my insecure inspired adventure. So watching Insecure, I just I made a running list of like all the places I wanted to see, all the restaurants I wanted to visit. So there was a lot to do in a little amount of time. So I walked into the shop with my girl. We were eager to get our day started. There were already like six people inside waiting to be serviced. So my friend, she is, she can be described as just, you know, very impatient. So she rang the bell on the counter. Still nothing. We could see that in the back there was an office door and it was open. And this guy was just eating from his Tupperware container. He was hearing everything. But I guess his definition of workplace boundaries was no work during break time. Several moments later, he emerged from the office ready to resume work as usual. So the paperwork actually was very quick. Uh, Then we got equipped with the car. So he came outside and he was even better looking up close and in the sunlight. Let me give you his rundown. Okay, so he had tan skin, neat hair, medium build, about 5'10", and he had like a killer smile with dimples. Once he handed over the keys, I got this I got this jolt of courage. So I asked him, do you have a name? And he responded with his name. And I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Do you have a phone number? And he laughed. He knew exactly where I was going. And he just handed me his phone. I entered my number and I put my shades on and headed onto the street feeling like a boss. Uh, maybe just like five minutes later, he sent me a cute text message Um, Just saying like, hey, I'm looking forward to like going out with you. So we texted back and forth for two days. His schedule is really tight. He was working all the time, but we managed to make plans for uh, one night. He sent me his the location to this arcade and I was to meet him there. When I pulled up, he was already waiting in the parking lot. We entered the arcade together. It was pretty empty. There was maybe like eight other people there. And this was great because it gave us like free reign of the entire place to play whatever games that we wanted. So for the next hour, we were captivated by the competition. One thing about me, I thrive in a competitive environment. So we played until closing and walked out. We were not ready to end the night. So he gestured for me to get in his car and that he was going to take me somewhere for a surprise. I took a quick uh, picture of his license plate. I sent it to my girl who was in L.A. with me and I shared my location with her just in case this guy turned out to be a creep. So the next venue was in an industrial area, so just warehouses. 
This is when I thought to myself, maybe he is a killer. Like maybe he is going to kill me right now. So he parked on the street and told me like, just trust him. So we walked about five minutes and I could hear the muffled sound of 90s hip hop and R&B music. We entered through this weird side door and it was actually like this bar slash arcade and enclosed patio all in one. I was impressed. Old school games like Mario, Pac-Man and Duck Hunt. It was a vibe. After the fun and games, we walked back to his car slowly, both of us not wanting to say goodbye. It felt magical. Like I feel like I'm being such like a soft, gushy girl here, but the conversation was flowing. The air was heavy. We sat for another two hours talking and watching YouTube videos in his car, trauma bonding, not the healthiest, but whatever. We shared stories about our upbringing and subsequently making it out of the hood, about our ambitions, where we were taking our lives and plans for world domination. He shared that he was the main caregiver for his teenage brother and that he was saving up to buy a townhouse. We had a few more laughs, small conversation about the inevitable expiration of our connection and a passionate kiss. And he drove me back to my car. We went our separate ways and never spoke again. So let's reflect. I want to say my reflection is probably just as short as our, our little stint, our little date. But this experience taught me to appreciate even the shortest connections and that some stories are best left incomplete. I don't think I will ever forget that night. There was just something about the vibe, something about the air, where I was at the time. Like, I'll never forget it. All right. This story I call Rest and Repulsion. He was a friend. I had known him from high school and we met, we just managed to stay in contact into our adult years. Over the years, we'd run into each other at house parties and sparingly share text message exchanges for weeks shortly thereafter. Whenever I needed anything done around my house, he would come through happy to accept. But there was definitely this tension there that we had never acted on. So one winter on a whim, we decided to book a trip to the Dominican Republic. I 100% felt comfortable enough with him to travel like I'd known him for years. So when we landed in the DR, everyone instantly thought we were a couple. Duh, like two people going together, they're going to think that we are together. So for the first little bit, we'd correct everyone and be like, no, 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 we're just friends. We're just friends. And they would still refer to us as being together. By day three, it was old and we just let it go and we didn't even correct anyone anymore. So the bus ride to the resort was shoddy. We were on this extra old coach bus type thing. The windows were open. The seats were dingy. I love the heat, but this guy is Canadian through and through. About 15 minutes into the ride, he started complaining about being too hot. So he yelled over to the driver to turn on the AC. To his disappointment, there was no AC. So he started getting like even more agitated and went from zero to 100 real quick. About 10 minutes after that, he was taking off his clothes like piece by piece, stripping in his seat. And then the brewskis come out. You know, like when you're going to resorts and they always have like the cooler of beers that they break out halfway through your bus ride. So yes, this definitely worked as a charm to lighten his mood. So by the time we actually got to the resort, it was late afternoon. We rushed to our room, dropped our things off and headed to the beach. I always make it a habit to choose the bed that's closest to the door for easy access in and out. So on our first night, I had trouble getting to sleep. I just could not catch Z's, 
with his snoring and constant nose blowing. We had never shared a room before, spent the night together, so I was completely unaware of this condition. He kept getting up to go to the bathroom, passing by my bed each time to grab toilet paper to blow his snot in, which was so annoying. At this very moment, any chance of us crossing into the Friends with Benefits department was decidedly out of the question. I was just so turned off. So by day two, we decided to go whale watching. He is really into nature. He's one of those like real like nature guys. And instead of sitting with me, he went to the top of the boat so that he can enjoy the experience alone, which low key is so funny to me. I had never been on such a small boat before and I was hit with a mean case of seasickness. I'd never been seasick. I, I was like, what is this? I was throwing up over the side of the boat and I guess someone probably told him, oh, go down and check on your girlfriend. So he came down, he looked at me and was like, you look like shit. And then he just went back up to go on the top of the boat to look at more whales. So once we got back to the resort, I was pooped. I felt terrible. So I headed back to the room for a nap and he went for a walk. Two hours later, he came bursting into the room, waking me up, telling me to get my clothes on because we're going to run a mission. I was spaced out and demanded details. He had found two horses tied to a tree just off the resort and he wanted me, me, to help him release these animals. Hell no, I responded with a laugh and I just went back to sleep. He trekked back alone to release the horses. So by nighttime, uh, we hit up the buffet, we watched some live entertainment and then went back to the room. The day was a bust. Again, with the snoring and the snot, I just could not deal. In the middle of the night, I was awoken by him pulling off some of my blankets. Apparently, his nose was running because he was beside the, condi- the air conditioner. So his bed was beside the air conditioner, which was making him cold, which was making his nose run. I snatched back my blanket and I told him to turn down the thermostat instead. Not long after, he woke me up again, requesting to switch beds with me. Now, mind you, he had been blowing his nose in this bed for two days now. There was no way I was going to sleep on his snot sheets. No way. He continued to badger me, so I gave in. It was like four in the morning, and there we were switching out the linens so we could swap beds. The worst. So we did our own thing for the rest of the trip, and it was actually amazing. We'd only meet up for like mealtimes to go to the buffet and then for our, our final celebratory fancy dinner. So on the departure day, I was actually excited to go back home. I woke up extra early to pack. He woke up even earlier so that he could go take in the sunrise at the beach. As I was cleaning the room, I found this random cardboard box and I opened it to see what was inside. The box contained seven live crabs. He was collecting crabs on the beach and sneaking them back into our room. I put the box on the balcony and I waited for him to come back. Upon further investigation, I discovered that his intention was to bring these little creatures back to Canada with us. Absolutely not, I said with clear conviction, and he didn't even argue with me. He knew like, there's no way you're going to try and smuggle these things back being with me. As we were leaving the resort, one of the staff was like, next time you guys come back, I want to see three of you gesturing to like an imaginary pregnant belly. I was like, oh, no, 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 no possibility, never happening. No, miss me with all of that. Let's reflect on this story. You never know people until you spend a significant amount of time with them. 
Like now I know why couples like before getting married, like it's good to like live with someone and understand like how how this person lives. I'm so glad, though, that I was able to make it out of this situation and like make the most out of the situation, given the circumstances and still have a good time, still enjoy myself on my trip uh, and not really like focus on the negative stuff. Oh my gosh. So the second episode clearly is done. Uh, This is editing cast. So I just finished editing all the pieces together. And I just want to say thank you to people who've come back for the second episode and everyone who sent me love over Instagram or email or my friends who are texting me. Honestly, I just, I want to hear what your favorite story is. I love hearing your takeaways. I love hearing the things that are are relatable. Like that was the whole purpose of writing this book was to show that we are so similar. Also, side note, I'm realizing that I say like and uh a ton and I apologize. Apparently those are my go-to vernacular and I'm going to be a lot more aware of it. Please send me any messages. I want to hear what you think. I want to talk to you. Have a wonderful day, wonderful weekend, wherever you are, and we'll see you for episode three.